following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts. Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Way back, what's up? Hey, hey, back hey, in the building, baby. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. How are y'all? Hadn't been the same without seeing you guys every week. Yeah, fellas, what's up? I don't even remember how this works. This may be a total disaster. Well, I mean, every show is a total disaster, but this may be worse than normal. Nate, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing fantastic. You know what, Nate? I, I, I am when 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 Kurt starts the show with more energy than you. We we got a. Oh, I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Oh, fat, he's too good for us. He was hanging out yesterday with his boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They were reminiscing yesterday. Nah, so, man. Super tired. He's too good yeah. for us. Nah, brother. I'm 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 pumped, brother. I'm I'm just waiting to see what you're gonna bring. Is you got a baby? You got you brought yeah. us wing yeah. stops. I'm just excited yeah. about you. You, you know, I wanna. I wanna, I wanna. Before we get going, I wanna address the elephant in the room, and I mean literally, the elephant in the room. I am, I am broadcasting live from my uh, newborn son's bedroom here in Frisco, the SWBC Mortgage uh, Playroom. So, yes, I had a it's like the giraffe I, in the room. Yeah, well, there's a giraffe behind you. Well, I just, I just zoomed in on the the elephants. You probably didn't see that, but that's oh, his, I missed that. That's his crib. So yes, a week ago Tuesday, um, I am now the proud owner of a baby boy that we brought home from the hospital on Saturday night, and surprisingly, I've been getting a decent amount of sleep, about in three hour increments. Every three hours, we wake up, we eat, we go to the bathroom, and we go back to sleep, and we do it all over again. So. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a pops. So nice. congratulations. That's where I'm at. Thank congrats. you. Thank you. Thank congrats. You. Congrats. Appreciate it. We got a new member of hanging with the board. We got a fifth member. We do. He'll make, he'll make an appearance at some point. I, I'm not quite ready to give him the the limelight yet, but at some point we'll we'll get him in here. All right, fellas. Enough about this. Let's talk about football, man. We had Woo! football yesterday. We had yes. talking football. We had Mr. Jones. We had Stephen. We had Coach McCarthy. We had Nate Newton. We had Michael Irvin. We had. You look good yesterday, by the way, Nate. You look really good. You dress up for them, but you won't dress up for us. That's cool. And we had Dak I got Prescott. Got a college shirt, bro. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Let's do this. There's so much to get to. I've got a whole list of things. Jesse, I know you have not been able to talk out loud in a public forum to a mass audience in so long. <laughs> it's probably killing you to just sit there. Let's I let didn't you even o- sleep last night. I was so excited to get that <laughs> Let's let you open it up. What's what's the one thing you want to talk about from all the stuff that was going on yesterday? Or you know what? Let's even say from the last time that we we had the show. What's one thing you want to you want to get into right off the bat? 
Wow. Um, for the last man, there's so much. Uh, let's just start. Let's just let's attack really the elephant in the room, right? We finally heard after 109 days. We finally heard from the boss, uh, Mr. Jones. He spoke yesterday, and you can just tell like the people in the media were like all at the starting blocks waiting to get the first question out of the gate because you knew what it was going to be about. You knew what you 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 knew, and if you follow the Cowboys, you know David Moore always kind of gets the first question in always. Right. So you knew it was coming from him, but you knew right where they were going, and you knew right what you know what they were going to say. And if you were born last night, then you probably didn't know that Jerry was going to have the most ready answer that he could possibly have for that particular. Uh, situation, and he said a bunch of words. He said a lot of words. He went on a long soliloquy to really say nothing. <laughs> Thank and, you. And, and so you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was well thought out. It was executed flawlessly. I mean, he didn't stutter. He didn't miss a beat. He didn't miss a syllable or word, comma, quote, or nothing to say really nothing. To say really that question that we all wanted to know and find out about, I think we're still in the same place we were before the four-minute long soliloquy by uh, by Jerry on yesterday. But but he spoke. But he spoke. <laughs> but he spoke, and he said something. So uh, I guess we now have to just wait. Maybe a, you know we don't have to wait another 109 days because the season will be here before we know it, and. Then we'll have we'll, we'll we'll see something, we will see something. We won't have any preseason games, but we'll, we see, we will see something. Game one of the season in California. What is that? SoFi Field, whatever that field is in LA against the Rams. So we'll we'll see whatever he was trying to say and not saying anything at all, but using a really really <laughs> lot of words. Yeah. We will see what that product is when we get to week one of the season. So were you pleased with that, or would you rather seen more definitive, you know? No, he didn't say anything. Like, he, he, you know, he used the word grace, and I felt like he was going to take us to church, and it was grace, and it was... Uh, but I'm like, man, look, God has spoken. <laughs> right, like he still hadn't answered the question. There was a lot of grace. Yeah. A lot yeah. of grace. We heard of grace. A lot of grace. Times. And, it, you know, it was like, okay, we get it, grace, but what does that mean as far right. as... So the question is still not answered, and still you know, vague. Yeah, it's still very. But but it was the most. If it was the most Jerry Jones of all Jerry Jones things to do, it's to say something so eloquent and lengthy, and give you words that you may not know or understand, and have a point like a like you know almost like a preacher, and drive that point home for you to leave and sometimes feel like don't know what to even talk about. <laughs> it's you almost just, you just explained for the last four minutes of nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> I am the black version of Jerry Jones. <laughs> there you have it. It's almost very. It, it's getting to where. Wow. It's getting to the point where it's almost very Yogi Bearish, where he, he talks. He, he'll say something and. There's so much to take in about what all's being said that you almost forget what the point was, and you just right. kind of move on to the next question. You're like, okay, I'm not. Yeah. We're not going to get anything out of this. So, Kurt, what was what what's something that you've been chomping at the bit to talk about, or something that came out of yesterday that that kind of you want to address? Well, I think well. Now it's chomping at the bit to talk about that signing last night, but at the Ooh. time going into that press conference, it was kind of. 
you know, I liked what Dak said. It was, or, you know, going on to that second press conference, I liked what he said. Um, you do wonder, though, if that's, you know, the contract. I, I thought that was interesting. Um, nobody seems worried about it, but I think us as fans still are. So um, that was something that uh, at some point I would love to get into. But, again, then I don't, that all kind of changed last night. Yeah. Nate, your turn. What? Hey, brother, uh, like I said earlier, you know, since we last talked, you know, we, I feel like it's been 109 days for I, for us, too. Uh, and I just want to say, Shannon, boy, I, I appreciate you, you don't know how much I appreciate when I went out to clean out my car and a lady walked over to me with a bag of wings. <laughs> bro that blew me away because my wife told me what are we gonna eat today what are we gonna eat and so i took pictures and put it in her chair she went to her back room came back had a big bag so that is big for me uh your son being delivered is big for me and uh and i'm with you kurt when are we gonna talk about everson griffin <laughs> talk about him real quick real quick yeah yeah, shout out to Wingstop for y'all. For those of you that don't follow us on social media, uh, yes. they for National uh, Wing Day, they sent all of us. Well, they we finally got it right after you guys gave me so much trouble for not being able to get that <laughs> stuff delivered. We finally got wings delivered on National Wing Day. Chris got nothing. That's because oh, Chris, Chris deserves nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Chris deserves everything for keeping this thing <laughs> on the track. Next time you're you're included, Chris. I know you got a house full of people. We're gonna have to get you the family pack. So, shout out to Wingstop. Thanks for hooking us up last week. It was awesome food. I actually had I actually had wings the night before because I didn't know they were delivering it, and then they delivered it. So I, I doubled up. So I think the biggest thing for me before we get into Everson Griffin is Dak had a great point that I didn't even think about, and I didn't. You don't think about players talking about this but this season he made the statement that the team that stays the healthiest has got the best shot at winning this thing this year and I thought that was really insightful and something that you know sounds like the players and specifically the Cowboys are talking about that holding each other accountable making sure they're doing the right thing and staying healthy you know off the field as well as on the field so I thought that was a great point and something that I hadn't hadn't really thought about so we brought it up a few times in the last few minutes. Everson Griffin. I don't know a lot about the guy. I got several text messages last night saying, you're going to love this guy. This guy's that's a great signing, a great pickup. What do you guys think about the signing? Uh, defensive guy, defensive lineman from uh, out of Minnesota, four-time pro bowler, I believe. What's your guys' take on them signing that, and what does that mean for the rotation the way it is? Does it change that up, or is this just more depth that they're adding? Let me say this right now. That what this is what we call tangible evidence. <laughs> what I mean by that is Alden Smith ain't seen in eight years. Twenty-five years ain't seen Alden Smith. I don't know where Randy Gregory at. Ty, Tyrone uh, Crawford, he's coming off double hip surgery. We got tangible evidence of a guy that can actually play football who's played it within the last year. This guy's a big-time player waiting to happen. Hey, the, the Vikings wanted him back. Zim thought they could get him under the radar at a good price. We went and got a player that can impact a game. And more importantly, he's a big-game hunter. That's when he shows up at his best. I like this signing, Jesse. Absolutely. And, and what, what makes this even great is if you go back and watch film, 
he was the person that gave our future Hall of Famer Tyron Smith left tackle fits. He gave him fits. So you know yes. he's just not he's just not a guy who just goes out there, you know, he's not playing anybody. No, he goes up against the best and he wins. But like Demarcus Lawrence, not only can he get after the pass, I think he has like 75 career sacks, but he is stout and he is strong in the run game. And what when you look at this defense, the way that Mike Nolan wants to run this defense, he wants to have Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh and Sean Lee and other guys being free flowing attacking linebackers. How do you do that? You got to get dogs up front. You got Demarcus Lawrence. You got you went and got Ontario Poe. You went and got Gerald McCoy. You went and got Everson Griffin. You went and got pro bowlers all across the front line. And so now, what does that do for your linebackers? You keep the big guys off of them. Those small little guys that Rod Manelli tried to have in there and ha- playing out of position were getting pushed back into the linebackers, and now they're single blocking, and they're able to have that guard or that center get up to that second level and, and get on Jalen and get on Layton. And so now the running back has all this success. Well, you've eliminated that. You, you've eliminated that, and on top of that, when you look at what they've done up front with this defense, they're going to get after the quarterback. They're going to stop the run game, which is going to make tremendous, tremendous amount of pressure on the quarterback. And now you don't have to worry about your defense on the back end. Not saying that those guys don't have to cover anybody, but they won't have to cover anybody as long. So all those long developing routes, those double moves, quarterbacks won't have the time to sit in the pocket and to pick you apart because you got you got you got uh, Griffin coming from one side, you got Lawrence coming from the other side, you got Ontario Poe, you got Jeremy McCoy up the middle. I mean, so now you got some guys that's going, and now you have a rotation, and I don't have to depend on guys like a Randy Gregory, like a Alden Smith, like a Tristan Hill. Who, by the way, Tristan Hill. And if you're watching this, hear me and hear me good. This is, you have been, son, you have been put on notice. Hear me and hear me good, Tristan Hill. You have been put on notice. These guys, Mike McCarthy, Mike Nolan, these not, not, not the guys that drafted you. They don't owe anything to you. You, If you think for one second, Tristan Hill, that this is, uh, 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 you need to be babysat now, this ain't a daycare center. All right? If you need to be babysat, go to a daycare center. Son, you have been put on notice. They have went and got some hogs and some dogs up front and, and Neville Galloway and Bradley and I. And so so you think if you 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 could tiptoe around if you want this year, Tristan Hiller, and, and, and you're gonna spend a lot of time on the sideline and that jersey number might be gone. You have been listen, Nate, am I lying? This is a put hey, on notice this is a type bulldog of bulldog theory here, boy. You have been put on notice. We are no longer waiting on you, Tristan Hill. If you can't get it and figure it out how to be a pro and go about your business, don't worry about it. We got some dogs. We got some boys up front that's going to go out there and play, and you might be finding a new address soon, son, especially if some other guys start popping up in camp and outplaying you, some undrafted guys, maybe some late-round pick guys. Nah, Naval Gallimore. You've been put on notice, Tristan Hill. <laughs> hey, hey Jesse, you, you tweeted something about uh, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback now. You really no. believe that? I, I truly, I'm always a firm believer. Now, granted, it's always great to have some dogs on the islands, right? That you can line up anybody out there. But when you get the pressure that you're going to get up Thank front, you. 
you're get, guys are not going to have all this time for developing route. Quarterbacks used to be able to go to their first read, second read, third read, then check down and come back to the first read again. That's not going to be a realistic thing with this type of front and with Mike Nolan, who likes to dial up the blitz. So not saying that you can have any Joe Smo out there, but what I'm saying is you don't have to have Darrell Revis out there and still be able to be productive. You need to have some guys out there who can hold up initially. If you can hold up initially at the line of scrimmage to create a little bit of uh, 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 timing being thrown off, these guys coming at you in waves up front, quarterbacks are not going to be back there sitting in the pocket, tapping the ball, looking around. No. Guys going to be breathing down their necks, breathing down their throats, and they got to deliver the ball quicker and sooner than they want to so guys in the back end are able to go out there and make plays and not have to cover for five, six seconds like they did in the past. Our rotation is strong, man, with Everson Griffin, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, up front, those two horses there. You got Dontario Poe eating up bodies, and you got Jerry McCoy at your three technique. That is that is constant pressure. Then you rotate the other guys in. Now, you may give Tyrone Crawford a little more first and ten, uh, second, uh, second and short because he's a run-stopping type guy. But those other four guys, you know, uh, not saying that Dontario Poe is a great pass rusher, but he's going to eat up bodies. He's going to put pressure where the quarterback can't step up. And if you can't step up and move around inside the pocket, those guys off the end with relentless. Demarcus Lawrence and Everson Griffin are relentless pass rushers, and yeah. they can stop the run. So we, it, we got it reminds to be proud me, it of. Reminds me, it reminds me of when the New York Giants were making their run. I'm not saying that anyone is like a Michael Strahan type of player. Yeah. But right. they had they had a group, they called it the NASCAR group. Right? They had this group called right. the NASCAR and it was Michael Strahan, it was JPP, J- it was uh Chris Canty, it was yeah. Uh, uh, Justin Tuck. It was uh, OC. I mean, they had these guys. Uh, yes. And, and they would just be able to line them up and, and create these matchups because they were all big. They were all strong. They were all fast. And I think this is this kind of gives me a little bit of reminisce of that when you add in a Bradley and I. When you add in Jalen Smith now being a blitzer, when you add in a, Neri, a, a, a Nevin Gallimore, when you add in a Tyrone Crawford, now you have this rotation of guys where you can do so many different things where you can even get freaky sometimes when you can line up Jalen Smith at the end and maybe drop him off in the coverage and bring a blitz from a different direction because all these guys have versatility. They're not, they're, they're not one-trick ponies, and it gives you a tremendous opportunity to go out there and do some great Great, great things. Without them stepping foot on the field, and this is all, you know, there's a lot riding on this and depending upon each other, like chemistry and schemes and all that. But with these additions they made in the offseason, do y'all think it's realistic that they could have a top 10 defense this year? Uh, no, we're not going to. We're excited, Shannon, but don't do that. <laughs> don't do that because. No, the reason I'm saying that because Jesse uh, agree or disagree, but it's gonna it's gonna come down to turnovers too. The turnovers will if they can uh, create enough pressure and our corners can knock down the tip enough balls to get interceptions or to get fumbles. If our linebacker can create separation, that what makes you a top ten. We talking about sacks and pressures and bat downs, but if you can turn them bat downs or them tip balls or those hits, them devastating hits into uh, fumbles, interceptions. Now you're talking about a top 10 defense, and I just want to see. I would like to give them three or four weeks to get going and get grooving before 
before we talk about that. I mean, I don't want to get too premature. Now, I'll talk about our offense being top five or top ten, but our defense, <laughs> it still remains to be seen. Yeah, all right. I agree. Okay. Well, hey, all right. you taking a break? Yeah. Okay, I got well, questions for you guys when we get back. I, yeah, I was going to take a break so Jesse can catch his breath and we can see if, if Chris can put a, put a governor on his mic to slow him down. Football horny, bit. baby. I am football horny, baby. Let's go. I mean, it's been so long, I forgot just how much Jesse can talk. I mean, how could yes. you forget that? But I was just reminded. <laughs> Jesse is the man. Jesse is the man. I miss you guys so much. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, Kurt's got questions. I got dad jokes. We're going to talk about Dak Prescott. We're going to run out of time, but we're going to talk about the bubble. Do we think that this is going to work, given how the NBA's handled it, how Major League Baseball's handled it? What are our thoughts on that? And so much more when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. The Cowboys way, where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. I like that new commercial, man. Yokiero, 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 guacamole. I like it. I like it. I've got a live read here that I'm supposed to do, Kurt, but you know what? It's about the Star Magazine's training camp issue, so I think I'm going to turn it over to the guy that is responsible for putting this magazine together every year and did such a great job this year. Kurt Daniels, take it away. (laughs) Yes, our uh, 2020 training camp issue is now available. The print version is also available. We had trouble with getting the draft guide out in print, but the print version is now available 
Uh, digital is available. We've got scouting reports on every player. We've got breakdowns of each position. Uh, big story on uh, Mike McCarthy, some historical stuff. I mean, it's uh, A to Z. We got you covered here. So uh, the Cowboys are getting ready for this season. It's time for you to get ready, too. Uh, pick up a copy today. It's only $4.95. Go to DallasCowboys.com slash star to find out more. Kurt, what's the one? What's the one thing in this magazine that's really people really need to check out? If they don't buy the magazine for any other point, what is the one thing that they need to check out? Well, like I said, we've got breakdowns of every player. I mean, it's got stats from last year, their career stats. It's got uh, what they've done in the past. It's got uh, you know predictions of what they're going to do in the future, what they need to do in the future. I mean, it's pretty intensive. I mean, you got we actually did all ninety guys. They've cut down to eighty since then, but uh, we've ninety players in there, and they're all they're all covered. So who, definitely who all does, worth checking out. Who, who all does analysis in that thing? Is it all of our writers? Yeah, it's our writers. It's uh, Rob Phillips, David Hellman, Nick Eatman, uh, Kyle Yomas chipped in. Uh, I even chipped in a little bit. So, uh, hey, oh my God. Hey, yeah, watch hey, out. Hey, hey. So we know Kyle. Zeke don't have a good grade, right? <laughs> we know Zeke don't have a good grade. Wow. <laughs> well, Kurt, you mentioned before we went to break that you had some questions. I don't want to wait yeah. any longer for that. I want to make sure you get your questions in. So take it away, man. What you got? Okay. Here's my question. Now, I'm starting off. Don't put me – don't be ragging on me because you think I don't like Zeke. I love Zeke. And I, li- <laughs> I like go. this move. Here we go. I like this move. Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. I like this move. I think it's it's definitely going to help him and adds depth. But, you know, I've seen some places where this guy's the difference maker, and that's what I'm questioning. I mean, if this was 2015, you'd have the best defensive line in the, in the NFL. But, you know, all these guys are over 30. Um McCoy, I think, uh, what, Poe's 29, turning 30. Uh, Griffin is 32. He'll be 33 by the end of the season. Um, you know, he was on a defense last year when he racked up, what, eight sacks, was it? Nine eight sacks? Nine sacks, yep. yeah. 24, 24 quarterback hits, uh, 11 hits for losses. Uh, right. Played he, well. was on a, yeah. he was on a defense that was one of the best in the league. They had five pro bowlers. His guy on the, mm-hmm. right de- on the left defensive end, um, he had, what, 14 and a half sacks? Right. Uh, they, they had an old pro. One of their cornerbacks was a pro bowler. I mean, he was on a solid defense. You're adding him in here now. Last year on the right defensive end, you had a guy who came in, and he had eight sacks, eight and a half sacks. Or no, he had more than that, 11 and a half sacks. 11 and a half sacks. Yeah, yeah. He, he led Quinn. the team. He led the team. Now, you're, you should be stronger in the middle. Hopefully, you know, you've got a better player on the right defensive end, although he's older. Um, um What's it? Guy, I'm completely drawing a blank. Guy last Quinn. year, yeah, Quinn. Quinn was 29 last year, I think. So, right, he's going to help. But is he the one guy that's going to put you over the top? Because you pretty much got the same parts, and you may be worse on the back end in the secondary. How much? How is he going to help you make this a, a Super Bowl defense? He he will not play as many snaps as he played in Minnesota. That's number one. Uh, number two, our back end, I think, is better. Uh, for his talent. I don't know about his, his experience, but for his talent, our back end is better. This rotation that Jesse eloquently put in place here early in early, it, it is elite, man. It is elite for what we're going to ask each individual guy to do. They're going to scheme these guys. That's one thing we didn't do last year is help scheme guys into sacks by way of blitzing, by way of being in the right places. We have that now. 
we're supposed to have have that with Coach Nolan and his bunch of guys. These, this is a better defensive front as of today, right now, than what we had at any point last year. Yeah. See, I think maybe the difference maker isn't necessarily the players, it's the coaches. Because, you know, they've, they've got to scheme these guys up to get to the quarterback. And so a few got of some, them they do, but some of them is raw enough to get there. D. Law and Everson Griffin is is they they dog enough to get there. Jerry right. McCoy, if they play him right, he's got something in the tank, brother. We got to right. get you right. up to right. date, man. See, this pandemic has got you cut off. That's the question, though. <laughs> I mean, you're counting on Gerald McCoy, who's thirty something, to be the guy he was in 2015. Demarcus Lawrence is a dog. There's no about it, doubt about it, but. How many sacks did he have last year? I mean, that's what people look at. Brother, we had have Levin on the other years, side. man. I, Jerry I think, don't make I the think, same amount of money every year either. Okay, so you had Quinn on the right side. You had no turnovers on the back end. How is Griffin bringing in his double-digit? Let's give him double-digit sacks. How is that going to help Lawrence on the other side, who didn't have very many last year, and your turnovers on the back end? I think, for me, it's going to be a combination of a couple things. Um, one, you bring a... Griffin is a, while he may not be as young as Robert Quinn, he's more experienced, right? He has more skins on the wall. Um, he has, you know, he, ha he has some significant moves. But I think the one thing that we cannot, we cannot miss, having Dontario Poe and having Gerald McCoy in that middle, what that does, and those guys aren't going to have to play all of these snaps you got never you got Nevin Galloway who's going to be able to come in and do some other Antoine things. Antoine Woods is still Antoine there. Antoine Woods. So what that now does is those 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 guards who are used to being able to go out and double team uh, 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 a, uh, a guy like Tank or push out and now it's one on one because those other guys were just too small. You now have to account for that pressure up the middle. You now have to designate another guy to double team one of those one of those two guys in the middle. So that now allows for more one-on-one -on -one matchups. And it comes to the point where if you have now two one-on-one -on -one matchups on the outside because it's third down and eight, and you got you know uh, those guys inside, or it's it's second and whatever. Those guys on the inside, the, the Neville Gallimores, the the Ontario Poles, the Gerald McCoys. Those guys on the Antoine Woods are going to eat up bodies. So you're going to allow your Bradley and Nyes to just be one-track minded. Hey, see the guy back there with the football that's saying hut hut? Go get him. Jalen Smith, go get him. Tank, Griffin, go get him. Oh, by the way, uh, 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 Alden Smith, when you come into the game, just go get that guy right there. We don't have to worry about all that other ancillary stuff because we got those big hogs in the middle eating those bodies up. What's going to allow us up front to do more things, the twists, the stunts, the blisters, and all that kind of stuff. And I think on the back end, what it does is, I think overall, we'll have more opportunistic players on the back end. Guys who are more... Uh, uh, and who are more susceptible to going to get the football, right? I'm not teaching to keep my head turned around while the ball is coming. No, I'm teaching to get my head back so I can go up and get that football. And you got guys in the back end, and you got coaches that are now teaching, hey, we're going to get the football, fellas, because Coach Nolan, he's going to send these guys up front. 
So keep your head on the swivel because that ball is going to come out quick. It's going to come out fast. So be in a position to go and get the football. So I think that's how it's, it, it, it transitioned from being a better defense than it was last year than it is better defense this year than it was last year. Is yes. it enough Third? to take them further in the playoffs? No, the offense is going to do that. And then. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then once in a while. And, and then, oh, oh, again, oh. On, on offense, again, on offense, this offense is going to be putting up so much high numbers and points. It's going to leave the opposing team's offense to be one-track-minded. And as a defensive coordinator, if I have a team that is a one-track-minded team because they're down in the points, that allows me to just go ahead and unleash my dogs. I don't have to worry. These guys are down 21 points. They ain't got time to run the football. They got to they gotta throw this thing. And so when that happens, now I can go out there and scheme this thing up completely different because that other team is trying to play catch-up instead of them being in control and being the attackers. They're, you know, we, we are now, we, they, they are now the hunted, and we're the hunters. And they're not going to take their foot off the gas. When you get a 21-point lead or a 14-point lead, they ain't going to take their foot off the gas to, until it's two minutes left in the game. Yeah. Right. Whereas before, people oh, come out at halftime, okay, we're up 21 or we're up 17, uh, let's just run the ball. Oh, come on, brother. That's the best recipe. I hope, I hope you're right. I mean, they had one of the top offenses. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Gloom and Doom. No. I thought that was Shannon, hey. but uh, it turns out to be Kurt. Hey, I'm, I'm trying to get you get you guys to explain. I, I, really, gotta, I you know. really hope so. Oh my yeah, I god! Do. Of course, I'm a big fan. The black I think they're going to be better. Up. I think they're, they're going to be better. I think Man, they're going to be better. Shannon but the coaches do a couple of wing stop bones, bro. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> they're going to be better, but I think I, you know. I just worry about people saying, "Oh, they're they're this great defense now." When no, you know, no, I don't no. know. If, what I they're, they're still wait, they're wishing on a lot of things. There's a lot of hope, a lot of cross fingers on what's going to happen. But I think what Jesse's saying there, Kurt, is they're going to be about opportunities. They're going to be yeah. about playing the situations a little bit better. We didn't and play that, the situations as well right. last year. That's I the coaches that are the now, biggest impact, yeah. Then, right? Yeah. Oh no, I'm not disagreeing with that. I promise you, I ain't disagreeing with that. <laughs> cool. Kurt, do you have any more questions, or is that the only thing you got? Oh, you know, I'll beat them down a little bit later. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Je- Jesse, you brought up a point that I want to I want to talk about. This is something that's come up a couple of times over the last, I guess, week or so. Is now you got C.D. Lamb in the mix. You got Michael Gallup. You got Amari Cooper. You got Zeke. You got you know Tony Pollard. You've got Blake Jarwin. Are there enough footballs? You know, Dak said yesterday it just takes one, one guy. Are there enough footballs to keep these guys happy? And, I mean, I think everybody, you expect this team to put up 27 to 34 points a week. I think that's what the expectation is. So, obviously, there's going to be, you know, the, it came out last week that Amari said, that, you know, we expect to have three 1,000-yard receivers. But then you got Zach, you got you know Zeke, and then you've got Blake Jarwin. What is that going to look like, and how does that? How do you think the season unfolds when obviously there's only so many touches to go around? How do they handle that? 
they go about it the same way. I, I mean, look at just look at what the numbers were last year. You had two 1,000 yard receivers. You had Jason. You had Jason Witten who came on. You know, Grandpa Witten, and he had about 600 and something receiving yards, and all he was doing was catching four yard rides and falling. Then yeah. you had Randall Cobb who was coming in. And I think he had another 600 and something yards or 500 something yards. Where, 800. 800 yards, excuse mm-hmm. me. And how many balls did he drop? I mean, he, he had at least about 10, 11 drops, but it would have added probably another 150 yards in total. So that gives you 3,000-yard receivers right there. Dak Prescott threw for 30 touchdowns, and he was 100 yards off from throwing a 5,000-yard season. The new league, the new football league, it's 4,500 to 5,000 yards plus now for for the way that guys are throwing. So this team saying that having 1,000 yards, 3,000-yard receivers on this team is not something that's like, like, no. In fact, you can can probably damn near get to 4,000-yard receivers because I believe – what Blake Jarwin is going to do at that tight end position is going to be much more athletic, dynamic, explosive, exuberant, uh, 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 flamboyant than what we've seen in the last couple years from 82. So all those yards where 82 was catching and falling, I think Blake Jarwin now gets those and turns them into much more greater plays. And if Randall Cobb can get 800 yards, and I'm not putting that pressure on C.D. Lang because I don't think he has a lot to learn, and Randall Cobb had a wealth of knowledge of how to recognize defense Defenses and how to recognize how someone is defending him and how to get open. But if he if he gets close to that, I doubt he drops as many balls as him. And he's a tougher after the catch type of runner. So we know what 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 Amari's going to do. And if Mike Gallo continues his ascension, what he's going to do, then now you're saying a guy that tight end had 600 yards who could could who was like a a, 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 a sloth. And now I got a much more athletic guy. And now I had a guy who dropped the ball 10 times last year and was hurt, who had 800 yards. And now I have this young, fresh uh, uh, dog of a wide receiver. It, it's no question. And Dak was 100 yards off from throwing 5,000. And, and Zeke still has 400 yards receiving. And Tony Pollard had a couple hundred yards receiving. There's more than enough footballs to go around for this team to be super successful and for Dak to throw for 30 plus touchdowns and somewhere around 5,000 to 5,500 yards. That's fact. So, so all they have to do, Kurt Daniels, Shannon okay. Gross. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm Kurt Daniels, Shannon Gross. All they have to do is be efficient. Play mistake-free football, and it's more than enough balls to go around. Don't have those pre-snap penalties. Don't don't drop balls that are in your hand. And well, we can we, we know Tyron's going to get at least one holding and one false <laughs> yeah. start every game. Stop! So we, we, Stop. Let's add. Stop. Come on, come on. We know so, he's yeah, going to get one. I like. Well, uh, you know, we won three Super Bowls, and I did worse than that. So. <laughs> I like where you're. I like where you're going with it, though, Nate. I think you're right. It's efficient because yeah. they led the league in yards last year. They were sixth in points, and they finished eight and eight. All they got to do is so, tighten. Up, if they tighten up their red zone, if they tighten up red zone, it's over. It's over. If they tighten up, and see, this is this is the kick. Randall Cobb had well, 828 yards last I'm year. I'm with you. This is the and kicker. he dropped the ball ten times. That's three thousand yes, yard receivers right there. Yeah, if, but I think I mean kicker. I just I, well the I just you know. simply this right here. Let me say this: the kicker right. simply this right here. You still have to account for Zeke. In certain games, you still have to account for him. And, and I ain't talking. And I'm talking about the all around Zeke will come back. 
the field was spread out. They don't have to bog down in the box now. The, the field was spread out. As long as young C.D. Lamb does what Jesse is asking him to do, just catch the ball, the, the field spreads out. And now when you, you will see the big runs again from Zeke. I promise you, as long as our left guard and our center be able to mash and play well together. Oh, boy, now you're starting up with that. But let me say this as well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot all about this. To go back to Kurt's point earlier, how else will Evan – here's how else Everson Griffin, Dontario Poe, Gerald McCoy, and Tank Lawrence, here's how else they're going to help, and it has nothing to do with in-game stuff. Our offensive line, the new-look offensive line, whether it be one of the two Connors – whether it be one of, you know, uh, the Biachi kid. It's Biachi, I love that. <laughs> These guys are going to get work every single day against former Pro Bowlers, right? They're, they're going to get that yes. tough professional work every single day against these guys. And then when you're done with practice, you're going to have a guy like Gerald McCoy say, hey, young fella, listen, early in practice, you did this. Next time, do this, right? Yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, uh, Terry Pogo say, you know, hey, man, you got me on that bull rush. What did you see? Well, I saw that you was leaning too hard on this way, and I did this. Right. Oh, Everson Griffin's going to come and say, hey, young fella, when you're playing out here, look at the set. Look at th-. So now they have that experience of going against these defensive guys that's going to help us offensively because that knowledge and that work every single day, you have no choice but to get better. You have no choice but to absorb and soak up that knowledge that these guys are going to be giving so that's another way that guys like Tank and McCoy and Poe and Everson Griffin is going to be able to enhance us, not only defensively, but offensively, giving those young guys great, quality, respectable, professional work every day in practice. You hear that, Kurt? I like it. I hope you're okay. right. Yeah, I like it. I'm so- you stop that, Kurt. I'm looking at you. Stop that. Boy, you you are my, you are my new doom and gloom, brother. Quick point that my, that my boy Chris Beam has helped us out with. When you look at what Randall Cobb and Tavon Austin have done last year, 828 yards by Randall Cobb and 177 yards by, uh, by Tavon Austin. Both of those guys are no longer here you have your third 1,000-yard receiver right there. Uh, between those two guys, you have a 1,000 yards right there. Like, yeah, literally. Like, literally. That, like, literally, that's a 1,000 yards right, right, but, right you know, there. Are we making too much of yards, though? Because, again, but, but, they had but, all the but, yards they needed last year that, in their 8 But, see, I'm with yeah, you, Kurt. how they use it. It's the say, efficiency. That's why I say if they clean up the red zone, then right. those yards Jesse are talking about would be tremendous. But if they don't clean up the red zone, Damn, those my yards boy, Freaky just Mike is in the building. Freaky yeah. Mike going to get it right. Freaky, <laughs> Mike go, Freaky Mike know how to score points in the red zone. He going to be just fine when we get in that red zone. Freaky Mike okay. is on the job and on the scene, and y'all that's know. That's the difference. Y'all that's know. The yeah. That's the difference. Freaky Mike is the difference in the red zone. He going to get real freaky, going to leave you football horny in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facts. All right, we're gonna take a break. So Jesse's getting too worked up. I don't, I don't know where this is headed. He keeps grabbing his chest on. at certain points, and I, I don't know what he's going I, at. I can't stand I, up. I tell you that much. I can't stand uh, up right well, now. I knocked the whole setting over. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do do this is this is a PG thirteen show. Itty bitty teeny weeny. Let's keep this. Let's keep this 
PG-13. We don't ever know who's watching. We don't ever know. So, oh, my God. All right, fellas. Let's take our last break. When we come back, man, we got so much to talk about. I want to talk about what, what do y'all think is going to happen with the season with – uh, all the safety protocols, what's going on with baseball, basketball, uh, Dak. Let's talk about Dak, the contract not getting done, what he had to say yesterday. I don't know if we'll have more time for other things, but we'll try to get more in when we come back on Hanging with the Boys. Planning your next family vacation? Make it Dreams Playa Mujeres Golf Resort and Spa. Enjoy the perks of unlimited luxury at this all-sweet beachfront haven where gourmet meals, premium drinks, and activities are all included. Only 10 minutes from downtown Cancun, Dreams is situated on a private white sand beach. Soak in the views from the infinity pool, pamper yourself at our spa, or enjoy family time at the Lazy River and Water Park. Book your stay today at Dreams Playa Mujeres by visiting dreamsresorts.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! The Cowboys Way, where Thanksgiving means spending the day with 100,000 of your closest family and friends to watch the game live. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships show us what success looks like. Where we're all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans have the power to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America. Copyright 2019, Bank of America Corporation. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Before we get back into this football action-packed segment, Kurt, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. I have another live read, but you know what? I want you to sell me a copy of the Star Magazine. Why should I buy the Star Magazine <laughs> Training Camp Edition? Because you want to be ready for the season. You want to know why Zeke is going to be so good and why they're going to rack up all these yards and what they need to do to improve and what they're already good at and what McCarthy brings to the table. I mean, we got it all in there. You got to check it out. It's only $4.95. Get a print copy today. Get a digital copy. You can find it all at DallasCowboys.com slash star. And then if you want that special one that's signed by Kurt that's down in the bottom of the back face, man, <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> uh, no, you can't afford can, that one. My autograph can't afford that one. I can spare, I can spare I five rights. I'll go get one. I'll go get one. Hey, before we talk football, I got a dad joke for y'all. Oh, boy. Okay. Why, why did the old man fall in the well? Why, Why did the old man, the old man fall in the well? Because he couldn't see that well. Yeah. 
Is this, is this, what, is this what fatherhood does to you? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Is this I'm what? Done. Is this I'm done. So we can expect now. Hey, uh, See you guys next time. I'm out. I'm well, gone. Chris Bean, when, when, when he does another joke like that, just make his screen go black. All right. Mute his mic. Hey, every show the rest of the year, every show, y'all get one of those. You get one of those. All right. I want to get y'all. I want to get y'all's thoughts on this. Um, the season. We've seen the NBA do it one way. We've seen Major League Baseball do it another way. I think to have a successful season, I think they're going to have to figure out some kind of combination of both. This is just my personal opinion. I think they're going to have to take the NBA's model and maybe turn it into kind of what hockey's doing and have four or five or six different host cities where they rotate. You know, you come in for a month and you play all the teams that are in this region and then you move to the next kind of bubble. I don't know if that's feasible. I don't know if that if that is going to work, but I'm seeing what's happening in Major League Baseball and it kind of you know, there's a lot of red flags there. Football is a very high contact sport. You know, a lot of a lot more guys are in the in the rooms. Um, a lot more guys are on the teams. So I'm thinking they're going to have to figure out some types of protocols where it's kind of a you know the NBA's been successful with it. Um, some kind of mixture. Now I, I think if they do it the right way, they can have a full season. I think it it can work. Um, but you know, Dak even mentioned it. Said that he, they think that you know teams that stay the healthiest are going to be the ones that 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 make a run at this thing. So I just kind of wanted to get y'all's feedback with everything that's going on with the other professional sports leagues. What what y'all's opinions and thoughts about you know getting a full season in here? Well, I I hope it happens. I mean, I think it will. Um, I think Dak's right. I mean, injuries, health always plays a big part in, in teams' success each year, but it's even worse now, obviously, with the, with the COVID concerns. And I don't know. You, you just hope that the players, they can't do the bubble situation like the NBA and NHL. I just don't think that's possible. And you just hope the players learn. You know, they hope they've seen what the MLB has had to go through with some of those teams. Cardinals, I think, have only played five games so far. Um, you hope the players kind of continue this self-contained bubble. They've already sort of started. I think they said 90% of the guys are staying at the Omni. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's realistic that those guys are you know, not going to go out or not see their family or whatever, that, that's probably not realistic. But you just you got to hope that they follow the right protocols. I, I just believe this, fellas, that you have to try. And yeah. you have to learn. And it's going to cost money. But this is going to be one of, like your father said, this is one of the financial lessons, boy, that I hope you really, really prosper from and learn from. And that's the bottom line. Because one thing I knew, on March 15th, they gave us a bunch of uh, rules and protocols to follow. As of today, none of them work. But the mask that nobody wanted to put on. So now we have to pay a heavy price in learning as owners, as fans and as players. And we'll learn as we go because COVID is not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. Yeah, I, I, I just find this one hard hard to uh, to believe that we'll have a full season. Um, as someone who's been in an NFL locker room, I understand how fast when someone gets a cold, when someone gets the flu, I've seen how fast that spreads through the locker room. And I don't think there's any other sport where you're in, when you're in as close of contact with the next man as you are when it comes down to football. 
And even if 90% of the guys are in a bubble at the Omni for the Dallas Cowboys, that means that 10% of the guys are not. And when you're talking about practice, these temp, the 10% that is not, those are probably the guys who probably can afford to stay at the Omni for that longer period. So they're going to be at their apartments in a new city, trying to experience some new things. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm just keeping it real. When I was new to Dallas and I would go through training camp and all that kind of stuff, eventually you want to get next to somebody. And we don't know who that somebody else have been next to. And then you bring all of that back into the practice where you're now going up against Tyron Smith or you're going up against uh, uh, Sean Lee. And that thing can spread so fast. And, and, and unlike baseball, when you have a pitcher who may have tested positive, well, you got seven more in the bullpen ready to go. If that tests positive for COVID, he's out for 14 days. That's two games. A ain't no way around that. You know, if, if Zeke tests positive for COVID, that's 14 days, 15 days isolation, quarantine. That's two games in the National Football League. It's not like, you know, you got this rotation of guys that you can just plug and play. And I look at, and Nate, you can speak on this. I look at offensive line. There is not one group that is more close and tight-knit than the offensive line. They do more things together. They hang around more with each other than any other group. So that thing can spread the offensive line like that. And now you got four guys on your starting five offensive line out with COVID for two weeks. And now you want to line up your, your, your $31 million quarterback and your, 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 your high paid running back. I, I just, I, I find it very hard that this thing is actually going to work and we're able, and, oh, and by the way, we ain't even really hit cold and flu season yet. What happened when we get to October? We ain't even hit that part yet. Well, so I, I just find it very hard to believe that that's going to happen. Well, and the thing, the thing that we have to do here and the thing that NFL is willing to do, as we heard at the State of the Union yesterday, they're going, they going in it. They're going in it with their eyes wide open and they're enthusiastic about trying. Until we try and give an effort and see how this goes so you can make your adjustments because this is a day-to-day -day thing with this, with this enemy we fight now. We don't know when it's coming, how it's coming, but the, all the ex, only thing the experts can agree on is when October hit, it's coming back. Okay, we know this, we understand this. Now you just try to do what you can do and make your adjustments. And then if this thing has to shut down, you have to do a restart like the NBA, you have to do a restart, but you'll be have more knowledge, more understanding of what you have to do. I mean, you definitely you start fast and win games early. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do you, you, you want to be like the NBA? The NBA got 22 guys that will, had a shot at the playoffs. You better start fast. I'm with you. Because <laughs> you want to be one of those 10 to 12 guys at the restart to be able to have a chance at being in the playoffs. So there's four teams now that say they're not going to play in front of fans. Is that any kind of – you think the NFL is going to come out and say – Okay, nobody can play with fans because that's a, a competitive advantage of it at all. No, or would it be a state so to state thing? That is. Would there be so few fans it won't make a difference? It's a state to state thing. It's going to be a state to state thing. You ain't going to be. That's one thing the NFL is not going to be able to control. Oh, since nobody can well, do see, this. Well, I mean, baseball. 
I mean, they, different states have different. They've decided across the board nobody's having fans, and I just well, wonder if the NFL. Yeah, well, you, when is baseball? Baseball, let they players decide. <laughs> hey, we all got COVID. Let's play. Come on, you gonna try to baseball? That's what I don't get me started on baseball. I mean, when I'm at my regular job and listen to people, how baseball is looking to point the finger at their commissioner. And yeah. so anything that players can do to make them their, their, their uh, sport look bad, they do it. Football is not that is not that is not designed that way and not built that way. But I agree yeah. with you, Jesse. It's gonna be when when October comes, mm, it's gonna be ugly. Yeah, Kurt, and I, I think Kurt, a big part of that is I can see the competitive advantage part, but I can also see the revenue part. Like I don't yeah. think the NFL would deny teams that are able to generate Somebody revenue. Just take because Shanna, make sure you remember revenue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Since uh, since they share revenue and all that, it's probably they'll 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 want those other stadiums open until they have a little bit coming in. Yeah, I, so yeah, I could see it both ways, but I would imagine that they would allow teams that can generate revenue during this time to to be able to do that. So, all right, let's shift gears real quick. The last four minutes of the show, five minutes of the show, Dak Prescott talked for the first time and seems like forever yesterday. And you know, a typical Dak fashion, you know, if there were any animosities between him and the organization you could not tell it yesterday he said he plans on being a cowboy for life he grew up wanting to play for the cowboys he's right where he wants to be you know there were some questions about him and steven talking last minute about trying to get a deal done you know obviously dak just the kind of guy he is he's not going to let on if, if if you know there is animosity there what did you guys take out of that and do you think that that's necessarily a bad thing i know we've talked about a lot on this show that going and playing under the tag this year and then see what happens next year. I mean, there's several different opinions out in the media. What's your thoughts on how that played out towards the end of um, them putting the tag on him and then what he had to say yesterday? I believe this right here, and I'm going to say it right quick like I can get out of the way. You're giving him 31, that's a hard, cold cash, 31 mil. Next year it jumps to 37. If you don't get a deal next year, and you don't and you don't blow Dak out of the water if he plays well, and it's all predicated on them going to the playoffs. If he plays well, you gotta hurt, you got you got to get it done, because you don't want to jump from 37 to well into the mid 40s the next year. You cannot pay him then, so you're gonna have to either blow you got to blow his socks off after this year if you want him to be your quarterback. As as players, does having that still hanging out there? Does it bother you at all? Does it provide any kind of distraction or anything like that? Jess, Jess, get on it. Um, for for Dak, I'm gonna be honest with you. He is in such the driver's seat in this. Like, I, I, there is not. I can't see unless there's a catastrophic injury. I cannot see a scenario where he doesn't come <clears throat> out winning. And here's why. Right. Think about in the last four years as a cowboy, <clears throat> in cowboy money, he's made about four and a half million dollars, right? In just salary. He's made probably somewhere between 50 to 75 million dollars in endorsements. That's, that's, that's money, that's his money. Now you add 31 million that like Nate said, that's car, cold hard cash. So when you look at the end, of the, the end of the deal, like he's sitting at it right now where I got a hundred million dollars of money that that not not I got 100% money of a hundred million dollars he's done enough in this league in the last four years 
with the Dallas Cowboys that if nothing ever again gets worked out with the Cowboys, someone's going to give him at least another $100 million contract. Look across the board. There are a couple teams who will be looking for a veteran quarterback in the next couple years. Tom Brady can't play that much longer. Drew Brees can't play that much longer. Philip Rivers can't play that much longer. Uh, 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 Cam Newton can't play that much longer. Big Ben can't play that much longer. And a lot of these teams are, are in positions and have rosters that are still... Uh, competing rosters. So that's five that is made off the top. So that in the next year or so, if they don't get a deal done, then he'll get 37 the next year. That's 137 plus the more endorsements that he'll get. That's, uh, so that's another, let's say another 170 that he has in cold, hard cash. And then someone will give him a year after that another $150 million deal, whatever. So we're talking about him leaving this deal at the end of the day when he when he all hangs it up around 300 something million dollars, if not more, if not more than that. So I think that looks at this and go, I'm good. I've done enough <laughs> and have a, I, have a, I have a body of work where someone across this league is going to, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you, look at a team like, a team like the Browns. If Baker Mayfield don't start getting his stuff together, they're going to be looking to ship him up out of there, too. Uh, uh, so there's teams all across the board. You may not want to go to the Jets. You know, I'm, I'm just it. saying. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, are, there are teams all across the board who are going to be looking. The Chicago Bears. That's going to be another team that's going to be looking. There'll be seven, eight, nine, ten teams that will be looking for a quarterback and be like, I remember this guy. He's a guy that we want to give another four-year, five-year deal to $150 million, $170 million, whatever the number is. That's like, you know what? I'm going to say all the right things. I ain't sweating it. I've put in enough work. I I'm going to leave this thing at the end of the day from a fourth-round pick. A fourth-round pick. I'm going to leave this thing when I'm done playing with this game earn somewhere around 200 to 250 to 300 million dollars in cash. Now, I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. I don't know how y'all bankroll goes. <laughs> but if you telling me that in 10 years I can earn up to maybe 200 to 300 million dollars, you think I'm going to get in a press conference and have my face all turned up? Nah, I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. I know what my future is. Unless there's a catastrophic injury, that's the only thing, that's the only thing that, that breaks this down. And even if it does, $100 million is still not a bad consolation prize. Yeah. So, because, so Jesse, the Cowboys, because the Cowboys said, we have a team that is ready to win. We, have, we brought in a coach that is ready to win. Everything you've done, you've you've enhanced that chances of being successful. So the Joneses know this, and I'm telling you, once this season over with, you will see a flurry from the Joneses in like we've never seen before. But Dak can still sit back and stand pack and yes, go, listen, y'all have I'm to pay me what I want. He gonna, I'm, gonna sit there, I'm, y'all gonna have to pay me I'm what I want. I'm agreeing with you 100%, Jesse. Okay, I'm But sorry. I'm saying the urgency <laughs> from the Joneses we have not seen, we would not have seen this before. 
I got you. I understand, Jesse. I'm not going against you, Jesse, because I hope he drop a few of them crumbs on the side of the road listen, so I can I, listen. pick them up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to be right here like this. Yeah. You want to give me a little bit, yeah. man. I'll take a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to test the him and his guard me. Let me get a little That's bit right. of the truth. Yeah, <laughs> so I want just the grace. I want the yeah, grace. I want the grace. Give me a little grace. <laughs> can I get some grace right there? Just, so just some grace. Let Jesse that cup of grace run Jesse and Nate, what y'all are saying to all the fans out there that are like, man, I hope Dak doesn't play this year and mad at the Cowboys and then he doesn't come back and sign a deal next year. Jesse, you saying he's okay. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He ain't mad. He ain't no, mad, bro. Man, man. You seen his house? <laughs> Have you seen a picture of his house? We got oh, yeah. Football field. Football field. Backyard. Yeah. Back yeah. You oh, think he yeah. worried about right. Yeah, come on, man. He, he got walk-ons. He, he partnered with walk-ons. He got net jets and all that kind of – man, listen. He like, oh, okay, y'all. That's why he was able to sit back and go, here's what I want. I can't get it? All right. Cool, I'm good. I ain't this is our new move. Jesse, this is the new move, Grace. Yeah. Please, Grace. 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 Look at that. Chris Beebe did it. Grace. I saw Chris Beebe put up the Grace. Can we get him on a Grace? Yeah. All right, fellas. We got to get out of here. We got to stay on schedule and let Chris get back to work. So, yeah. Nate, it's so good seeing you again. Jesse, it's so, so good, good hearing your voice. You. So good Kurt, seeing you guys. Yeah. Kurt, oh, great good guys. hanging out, man. Put your hands great up, great please join us on monday we will be back on mondays at 11 o'clock our normal time we're going to be once a week through training camp and then i think we'll go daily once the regular season starts join us every monday 11 o'clock i will bring you a dad joke every Time we have oh, the show. I'm out. I'm out. That is my gift to you. Uh, Jesse will will stay long winded. Nate will have some great insight, and Kurt will just try to ask some questions to get <laughs> Nate on a roll about Zeke at some point. Right. We guarantee you all those things will happen every show. So for now, have some grace on this show and tune in on Monday. We will be back. So good being with you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Wingsop. We appreciate the food. Be gracious, and we will be back on Monday after practice. Hang it with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?